Welcome to the Ben Wood Johnson Podcast. You can visit Dr. Johnson's blog at benwoodpost.com. Dr. Johnson's works can be found at drbenwoodjohnson.com. You can also support Dr. Johnson on Patreon, the link to which is in the description. Hey, welcome back to the Benwood Johnson Podcast. Uh, today is September 9th, 2019. This is podcast number 37. Um, I am happy to have you back with us today. Dr. Johnson's here. We are going to talk about John Dewey still. Um, last week, we had an unanticipated vacation some personal items I had to attend, but we're back this week and we are going to continue uh, our conversation. We are still talking about education. We are still talking about John Dewey. But this week in particular, we are talking about the notion of social control. Uh, in this case, we are referring to how society sort of, you know, there are certain social mechanisms that are designed to control the individual. And those mechanisms, sometimes they're subtle, sometimes they're blatant, they're palpable, they're obvious. In either case, they are part of who we are. They are part of our psyche. They are part of our reality. And those controls sort of determine uh, how we interact with one another. They determine how we behave. These social mechanisms, at least these control mechanisms, are designed to make us be. And they are designed to make us be a certain way. Dewey talks about how uh, the control itself can hamper the educational experience, the learning experience. So he sort of goes into the ramifications of having rules that sort of hamper the individual from being. We are going to talk about how this mechanism sometimes could be a detriment to the learning experience. So this podcast is somewhat similar to the ones we've had before. We sort of summarize some of the ideas John Dewey echoed in this book. The book is titled John Dewey Experience and Education. It is a wonderful book. I highly recommend this book. So anyway, without further ado, let's delve right into it. about social control. John Dewey points out that uh, the need for an education that is based on experience is important, but such a need must be based on a theory or an intelligent theory or a philosophy of experience. Failure to have such a theory or such a philosophy, he argues, the concept itself would become capricious. It would be at the mercy of or the intellectual views that are, that are in vogue at the moment. As we've discussed in previous uh, podcast, uh, Dewey echoes the need for two principles. And in this case, he's referring to the, the principle of interaction and the principle of continuity. He's saying that while an education based on experience is important, if such an approach is not guided by a particular theoretical or framework, 
such an approach would lead to inconsistencies, to confusions, because there's not a clear delineation between what is a non-educational experience and miseducational experience. And as he put it, non-educative experience and miseducative experience. And one of the reasons for that is that we would not have a clear understanding as to what is to be taught, how it is to be taught. So if we were to take that approach or that, that, that lineage, if you will, um, everything we do would have to be arbitrary. That in turn would lead to um, questions about individual freedom and social control. And the extent to which or the degree to which that would hamper natural growth in the individual. So Dewey points out that control is part of who we are. It's part of the organization of our society. And almost every aspect of what we do or what we omit from doing is regulated. Is Therefore, it is controlled. And in this case, he provides the example uh, that even the most anarchist uh, um, individual uh, would like some form of control and agrees to some form of control, although he may object to a particular control, for, for instance, to control uh, by the government or, or a certain uh, local authority, but to some extent that that anarchist want, wants uh, a bit of control. So uh, Dewey is saying that control is so, sort of part of the mechanism that we used to be in, in society. And to illustrate that, he gives you the example of children in school. And he's saying that after school, children tend to go play games. And when they play games, they do not realize that every aspect of that game they play is controlled. Because one of the key factors of the games is the fact that the game has rules. And the, those rules control how they behave in the game and how the game itself operates. So that aspect of the game is based on a control mechanism which decides when the game is played, how the game is played, who plays the game, and if problems were to arise, the rules would apply again to solve those problems. But the fact that the rules are not so pervasive, the children playing the games do not oftentimes necessarily realize that they are subjected to some form of control. And Dewey says that is where the line is blurry. The control that that, that are being exerted to the uh, person, whether the person is a good citizen or not, that control, so long as it is subtle, it is likely to be a part of that individual's being. But that does not necessarily mean that the individual is not under control, even if the individual is not aware that he or she is under control. So, in this case, we are part of the social control mechanism itself. Now, we agree to be a part of that control. We do not necessarily object to the control itself. We may object to the way the control is imposed. For instance, do we give you another example? He says that an individual that is being subjected to a decision, um, you know, the individual might uh, appeal, or at least the individual might disagree with the way the decision was um, implemented or was taken, but he or she would not necessarily disagree with the decision itself because that decision is part of a, a mechanism which regulates, which, which controls his or her behavior. And the individual knows that to some extent.
and the individual understands the necessity for those rules. Sometimes those rules are based on precedents or they're based on traditions. They're based on a standardized approach as to how things are to be done. Meaning, it is not necessarily for the individual in this particular instance. It is not necessarily for the children who are playing the games in this particular instance. It is part of who we are. It is part of what we do. It is part of what is done to us. And we sort of become numb to this reality. We understand that there ought to be control. We understand that being controlled is nothing uh, that is um, nefarious, to, to put it this way. But the idea, at least how do we is portraying it, is that we are within the purview of a social mechanism or at least a social control mechanism and that mechanism regulates our beingness on a on a on a on a regular basis and we would not change the, the rules we would not try to modify those rules those control mechanisms unless others have done that before us so basically when we're talking about social control one of the key considerations uh, we have to make is that the control is incumbent upon the context in which the individual is evolving the context the situation the realities that the individual is experiencing at a particular time so even the individual sometimes is trying to impose his understanding of the control mechanism that he is experiencing onto others so the individual is trying to control others within the control mechanism the control construct where he or she is, is evolving Dewey argues that uh, you know the principle of social control um, may not or sometimes does not uh, you know hamper or hinder individual freedom within the context of a game because there the individual is part of a construct the individual is part of a of an activity or an action but that action itself is controlled is supervised to the extent that the individual is under the purview of the rules that have been adapted the rules that regulate that action so the individual, as he or she is part of that action, does not necessarily uh, realize that he or she is under control. And that sort of illustrates, as Dewey puts it, the general principle of social control of individuals without the violation of freedom. Okay? Now, the control itself may be social or could be social. But the individuals or individuals are part of a community. And that community is not outside of, of, of the society itself. So in this instance, there's not a direct control by an entity or something. But the control itself is it's, it's sort of automated, okay? Because it is part of the mechanism itself. Let's say we're playing soccer. And we know the rules. We've decided this is how we're going to play the game. So that automatically puts everybody who is playing the game under the purview of the rules which sort of control their behavior as they play the game of course there might be an arbiter there might be somebody who's overseeing the game to the extent that um, you know they want to make sure that the rules are followed but the individuals playing the game at some point may decide that they're not going to follow the rules in such a such a way Still, they're always going to be under the purview of the mechanism which controls the game itself. Okay, But it might be a different scenario if we are talking about a, a school or you know, a household where you know, a parent may not step aside 
uh, and let the kids or you know the, the the children decide how to follow the rules of the household. Um, the same is true for a school where the teacher may not step aside and let the students decide how to follow the rules of the school because they have that authority, they have that responsibility to enforce the rules, to enforce the social control mechanism which regulates the behavior of the entities or the individuals that are under the purview of that social control mechanism. So the idea is that the the person in charge uh, is going to enforce the rules that are in effect, which sort of uh, takes away his subjectivity in the way he or she approaches a situation. Okay, it's this idea that I let's say that I'm a head of the household. I've established certain rules um, as to how the household is to be run. Um, you know, when I make decisions. I make those decisions not on what I feel things ought to be, rather I make decisions based on how the rules are defined. So those decisions are likely to be perceived as being fair or just as opposed to being uh, capricious, right? The same applies when we're talking about a school. When we have an educational system that is based on certain predefined rules, standardized approach as to how things ought to be done, uh, when things ought to be done and whatnot. So when a teacher, for instance, uh, makes a decision, that decision may not reflect his or her personal biases and whatnot, but they might reflect the 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 rules and that is why when we look at uh, society in most in almost every aspect of society uh, every aspect of, of institutions and whatnot there's always this idea that uh, you know people when they make decisions when they do things to one another they always hide behind a policy they always hide behind a rule it's not my decision it, it's the rule uh, it's the policy it's the law so which allows them to do uh, sort of in, in complete impunity because as long as it is not them they are not responsible at least personally for what they've done to the other or how they've imposed their will onto the other and that's where sort of the control mechanism sort of takes place and how the rules are structured to allow the person enforcing them making or taking actions that are going to take that person away from that actions when in fact it is the person taking those actions when in fact it is the individuals making those those actions so so do we say we have to take into account the 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 social control mechanisms that are in effect um so that regulates the way people are when they are and what they do in a particular time and the reason for that do we points out is this idea that you know you don't want to give at least it is important not to give the impression that the individual is under control okay when the individual feels like he or she is under control he or she is likely to react uh, in a way that is going to uh, sort of reject that control right so the control has to be subtle it has to be sort of um, not visible or palpable to a point where the person being subjected to that control is going to be aware of it uh, Dewey is saying that within an educational setting um, students are going to behave a certain way and Dewey gives the example of, of children when they play with one another. So initially, the, the children are going to play with one another. They know when they're playing with somebody else. They know that they have their will. The other has his or, his or her will. 
they know that. But if the other at some point try to impose his or her will to a point where it is that obvious that you're trying to control me, the children or the child would withdraw from this game. And when you say, well, why did you withdraw from the game? Do we point out? The, the child will say, well, the other is too bussy. You know, and, and you've seen that so many times that children, when they are part of something, they are okay with it as long as it is, it is not that obvious that they're being bossed around. They're being, you know, told when to do and how to do. And that's the whole point because sometimes that defines their experience in that, in that particular time and that particular situation. It defines their life experience as to what to expect from others, what to expect from the, the system in which they're evolving. When it comes to education, you know, when we're talking about education and social control, um, do we refer back to this notion of uh, traditional education as opposed to a more progressive education? And he argues that within a traditional setting, um, you know, this whole idea of obedience sort of takes precedence. Um, you know, the teacher sort of makes things a certain way. The teacher makes it much harder for the student to sort of not being aware that he or she is under control. And it is not just the teacher who is exerting his or her will on the students. Other adults are exerting their will on the teacher. You know, the school principal, for instance, might be telling the teacher when to do and how to do. And, and the teacher might have no other alternatives but to be that way or but to teach that way, um, but to behave that way. Now remember, the teacher is not taking part of the educational system voluntarily, okay? Still, his job or her job is to keep order, is to maintain order uh, within the school. That sometimes requires him to be a certain way and to abide by the rules that are already established within the school. But when we're talking about a more progressive approach to education, the social control is still there. But it somewhat resides in the nature of the work that are being done, okay? And it is based on the notion that every decision, everything we do within this framework is based on a shared understanding as to what it is that we need to do. And the presumption here is that everybody is actively participating in the process. And Dewey does not necessarily see it that way. So even though the, the understanding is that whatever the individual does is based on a shared understanding, and Dewey is saying that is not necessarily the case because when we are talking about an education, everything the individual does is based on a path. Uh, it's a linear path where things happen in sequence. There are certain things that you ought to do at a certain time in order for you to be at a certain place. Therefore, right off the bat, there is a bit of control as to when the individual does and what the, in, what the individual does, why the individual does, and all of these sort of contribute to the notion of control within the progressive approach to education. Dewey is saying that when education is based on or based upon experience and um, educative experience is seen to be a social process, the realities may change. In this instance, the teacher may sort of lose um, his, his ability uh, to exert a certain amount of authority or control um, onto the students, right? 
But it is always important, according to Dewey, uh, to have life experience, personal experience being part of it, of the educational process. Because what happens is that when the individual is left to sort of learn from his own experience to the extent that these experiences matter to him um, the educational experience itself is much more beneficial to the individual right now education according to Dewey is going on the opposite because what happens is, is that it hampers the individual from being a part of that experience education at least as it is presently structured hampers the individual from being from feeling from being part of this uh, you know experience so that sort of takes away the interest that the individual the individual may have developed naturally for the educational process itself and that in turn could affect the individual in terms of his or her predisposition to learn because when the the learner is part of the process and is able to decide um, you know who to contact who to interact with that sort of becomes beneficial to the learner as a whole we don't have to debate uh, as to what do we saying is true or not um, we have seen it uh, in our own experience we might deny it to the extent that we have a stake as to education being this way or that way but the fact remains that education it's a social mechanism it is a control mechanism uh, it is a control because the whole concept the whole idea of an education is based on that control um, you know let me give you a trivial example. Um, suppose that you say, I am not going to school. Okay, so you, you just, I'm, I don't want to go to school for X or Y reason. How far do you think you're going to get in life? How, how far are you going to get? At least in the modern life, how far are you going to get? Not too far. There are certain things in society you will never be able to enjoy. There are certain positions, there are certain situations you will never find yourself, which you will never experience. So the education in itself, it's a, it's a precondition in order to be. Okay? I have sort of mentioned that in, in my previous podcast because it is the theme of society. Now you have to understand, the whole concept of society itself is controlled. Society, as I always mention, as, as I always say, is there to instill order in a world of chaos. So the whole foundation of society is, is that um, you know, is that understanding as to the individual ought to be put a certain way to be a certain way. Of course, uh, Dewey sort of explaining to you the degree to which the control works. Um, when the control is subtle, sort of, it's part of the mechanism. It's part of who we are, of what the individual does. And when the individual is is willingly taking part of that 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 experience, so it's sort of the control is there, but it is it is not that obvious for the to the individual. So he or she is very likely to accept and, and being part of that. And, and the individual might also exert his bit of authority or at least trying to control others right but when the control is so obvious it is so uh, to the tangible that it is it is it is blatant then it might affect the individual in terms of how the individual experiences what 
whatever it is that is being being inculcated to him. In the case of an educational setting, when you have a school setting that is too restrictive, that is too uh, controlled. For instance, uh, you know, education today is sort of uh, this idea that you ought to be a certain way uh, because of technology. Uh, nowadays, schools are sort of forcing technology onto the kids. Uh, you know, students go to school and they're being told you have to have a, a computer. You have to carry this computer with you. You have to take this computer home. So all of that sort of taking away the interest that the kid or the learner might have in the computer because it becomes this tool of control. It has become this tool of social control. And if we ought, or if we were to take Dewey's words seriously, which I think so many people do, which they should, then we need to rethink our approach to education as far as uh, you know social control mechanisms. Right now, we are doing everything wrong. Everything we're doing, we're doing it the wrong way. This is not the way education is supposed to be. Education is supposed to be a life experience where the individual comes in and enjoy the process on his own. Now, I am not saying, um, you know, that education should be uh, sort of you a free for all. You come in, you do whatever you want. Um, and as Dewey points out in this chapter, even the most fervent anarchist sort of, you know, recognizes the need for rules and, and, and control to some extent. But it ought to be to be thoughtful it ought to be uh, sensible okay so right now we're not doing even that uh, though our approach to education is based on obedience the student is expected to obey and whatever he or she may have had as personal experience that is sort of out the door uh, the, the student's view the student's understanding the student's participation to, in the process is sort of uh, out the door the student is sort of expected to obey and be according to what the master in this case the teacher or the school principal or those who decide what education is to be is to be and as Dewey would say this is wrong we need to rethink our approach to education